anyway what should we call the podcast uh, tough something. right yeah uh, something something about yeah. web3 that's the name of the podcast okay <laughs> <laughs> it's cool. like impossible to google right yeah um well we'll think of something good yeah Oh. But um, we didn't really re- prepare for this, but mm-hmm. um, my co-host and I have been having kind of weekly, uh, I don't know what you would call it, mastermind sessions about crypto for the mm-hmm. past year. So we thought maybe we would start sharing it with more people. Um, so my name is Dan Lippert, and I'm here with my co-host. Kazuaki Ishiguro. Um, and we've been working on a bunch of different projects together, but most recently a project called ZK Cream, which you can find um, at ZK. What is the website? ZKCreed.am. ZKCreed.am. Yes. Yeah. And it's a uh, zero knowledge voting protocol. So you can check that out. And we're on Gitcoin grants and, and things like that. Um, but anyway, we thought we'd start sharing our conversations since we've been learning a lot and, um, we're two kind of web three developers been in crypto for a while and we're constantly exploring new protocols, new blockchains, new projects. So, um, we, we always have a lot of questions. Uh, we ask questions of each other. We find out things together. Um, and I think a lot of this stuff is stuff that people aren't necessarily talking about or maybe they're too scared to admit that they don't know something <laughs> so, <laughs> so kind of just uh, wallow in ignorance but anyway for the past couple months we've been looking a lot at phantom and projects on phantom network um kazuaki did you keep your beethoven x beats um in that pool for the last voting round oh yeah Oh yeah, nice. So, what did you end up uh, voting for? Uh, let me see. I actually I didn't remember. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> that 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 APR. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <clears throat> <clears throat> but yeah, I I I you know I always vote for the winning votes which is like high percentage which has high percentage for winning yeah yeah so uh uh, 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 let me i don't know where i can check that out but uh i did uh actually i did right after the call from last week oh good yeah so did you end up voting for uh Deus or Deuce or whatever that one was. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Nice. Did they end up paying you? Uh, actually, I think so. Wait, where okay. can I check that out? Uh, in your wallet, I guess. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I ended up voting for um, Liquid Driver. Okay. And I don't want to talk a little bit more about Liquid Driver maybe later because I spent a lot of time researching it. Um figuring out what the point of the project was. And it's quite interesting. And it kind of changed my mind about locking um, in some ways. But anyway, um, and just real quick, Liquid Driver, when I say locking, it's kind of got that curve 
VE uh, vote vote uh, escrow token type of vibe, um, which I haven't been a fan of in the past because just because four years is forever to lock some asset in crypto world. But um, my mind has changed a little bit about it after doing some research. So, mm. so anyway, I, I voted for Liquid Driver just because I wasn't familiar with the other project and the other projects. I don't even know how to say it, if it's if it's Deuce or Deus. Mm-hmm. Um, that that I think was the number one uh, bribe in the Beats Wars. So so anyway, I just went with Liquid Driver and got paid. Um, but I think this other project was quite a bit higher. Um, mm-hmm. So that's why I was curious to see if you got paid. I think they were doing bribes of USDC oh, okay. and uh, their native token. Hmm. And they have a stable coin, which is the uh, D- DEI token. Okay. So anyway, um, yeah, Beats, I mean, the price has been all over the place. I think right now it's around 70 cents or something like that after crashing yep. down quite a bit. Mm-hmm. Um but I've been using Beethoven X, which is a yield farm, you know, balancer fork on Phantom. Um, started as a kind of unofficial fork, and then lately has a bit more official status. Of course, it's not an it's not an official balancer project or anything like that. But it's my understanding that the balancer team has accepted, if not encouraged, Beethoven's. Beethoven X's efforts uh, on Phantom. So, so anyway, it's a really, really good platform. You know, good, good decks, uh, easy to use, nice UI. Um, but they have a, you know, like a lot of these sites, they have a native token, which they call Beats. Um, and if you create a kind of lopsided, I think 8020 Phantom Beats uh, LP, uh, that gives you the right to vote on the native token emissions. Um, nothing incredibly new there. I think a lot of different places are doing that. On Phantom, you have Spirit Swap. It also does something similar. Of course, you have Curve and all the projects surrounding Curve on Ethereum. Um, but it's nice to do it on Phantom just because you're not paying $25 to $100 per transaction. So. So you can play around with it. And, and that's what we've really liked doing uh, over the past couple months. Um, so, yeah, what was your experience on Beethoven like, Kazuaki? Um, yeah, I've been staking the pair of Beethoven and Phantom and also a la carte uh, pair, which is uh, 25 ETH, 25 um uh, Phantom, 25% of uh, wrapped BTC. Yeah. Yeah. And it's like, I've been, I did a little research about Phantom last week. Uh, if there are kind of like, you know, one each exchange on the Ethereum, right? Of course. Uh, yeah. A swap in aggregator or something. And then mm-hmm. I've been, I've been looking for that, those type of service on the Phantom because um, that makes us easier to, Kind of like if you want to do like arbitrage type of thing, 
like okay. uh, if we want to do if we want to find out which pair or which uh, uh, swap which exchange DAX exchange will be the cheapest one yeah so I did a little research but uh, I had a hard time finding one do you know any idea I don't think something like that exists on Phantom to okay. be honest I do you know is one inch open source? I think so. Yeah, I think so too. Because yeah. I think it started maybe on Gitcoin Grants was was mm -hmm. where the project was incubated. So, yeah. so if it was on Gitcoin Grants, it must be open source. But no, I haven't seen anyone. Mm. I haven't seen anything. I mean, I'm so I use one inch all the time on on Ethereum. Um, so I feel like I would recognize the UI if they if it was, you know, if there was a fork on Phantom. Right. And one inch is a super useful app to be sure. Yeah, yeah. I I, yeah. I tend to have to go hunting around on Spooky and Spirit Swap and and Beethoven to mm -hmm. try to find good rates. So yeah, I don't think like something like that exists, unfortunately. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. one inch uh, most of the time gives you a best deal on, yeah. on the chains. So it'll be yeah. very useful if someone forked at one inch on the phantom yeah yeah i know that um uh beethoven slash balancer does multi pool routing for swaps hmm. um but that's just on that platform right it's it's only yeah. it's only doing it on on beethoven x so yeah uh, and then Uniswap, which you know, Spirit Swap and Spooky Swap are based on, can do kind of two pools. Um, if you're if you're not going in or out of Phantom FTM token or Wrap Phantom, it will like create a path across two pools to to swap something for you. But that's only on those platforms as well. Right. So if you're doing Dai to um boo for example which is the token on spooky swap hmm. um it would it would say okay what does it look like if you go from die to phantom and then phantom to boo and kind of automatically hmm. create that for you um in your in your transaction so but yeah there's nothing there's nothing the the thing that's really beneficial about one inch is that it will use multiple uh, LPs to create the swap so that the slippage is lower, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that's that's the general use case summed up in, mm -hmm. in a sentence. So, yeah, I don't think there's anything like that. Maybe we should start yeah. something like that. <laughs> yeah, 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 I remember when One Inch came out. Like it came, they came out like kind of like weird way because they didn't. I thought it was just fork of. Uniswap at first, but mm -hmm. like as protocol grows, like it became really, really useful because like they didn't limit their them, themselves uh, only for one one uh, exchange, but also different types of ex exchange in order to give you the best deal of the on the platform. Yeah. So um, yeah, I, I'm really hoping that there will be those kind of service on the phantom 
or like some other chains as well. Yeah, yeah. for sure. Um, I mean, there's such low liquidity in some of the exchanges on Phantom. And if you're not careful, right. you something you might think might be a common pair could have low liquidity and you could get very bad prices. Right. Um, or just be like on the edge of getting a, a terrible price, but it's not so bad that you don't notice it right when you're doing the transaction. So, so you do have to be a little bit careful there. Mm -hmm. um, so something like one inch would be super useful. I'm sure someone will do it. Right. Every other project has gotten forked to Phantom at this point. Mm -hmm. So, um, and I think I told you last week that Ave will be coming to Phantom at some point, hmm. which is nice. Um, but there already are forks of Ave on Phantom, right. Ave V2. Mm -hmm. So I think pretty much every project is coming to Phantom. Unfortunately, you know, the Phantom price has dropped quite a bit. And so for various reasons that maybe we won't get into on the podcast. Right. But, <laughs> but, uh, but that's led us to start looking at other chains as well. Um, Kazuaki, what do you think in terms of these different level ones, the different level twos for Ethereum? Where does all this end up? Like, do you think eventually there's just going to be one chain or do you think forever from now on, we're, we're just going to be seeing all these different chains with all these different bridges and that's just right. going to get more complex from here? Right. I heard uh, layer three is coming up at some point. Layer three. Yeah. <laughs> what is the point of that i don't know i don't know it's just too but, expensive uh, to, to yeah, use yeah, level yeah. two yeah interesting yeah. well of the level twos that are out there of course you know specifically about ethereum because i don't know i'm sure there are some but i haven't heard of or use any level twos that aren't for right. ethereum specifically right. um right there's a lot of different models you know, the first one that I ever used, I think, was POA, mm -hmm. uh, XDAI, which is basically just like a centralized chain that is a side chain for Ethereum. Um, it's proof of authority chain. Yep. I guess kind of like Binance Smart Chain is also proof mm -hmm. of authority, right? Yeah. So, um, so that, you know, is, is one end of the spectrum. What if you take Ethereum and then just centralize the nodes? Obviously, it's much faster, much cheaper to use, but you have that decentralization risk. Then on the other side of that, I think you have things like, um, I don't know, like Avalanche or mm, Optimism, yep. ZK Sync. There's a lot in between. So, yeah. so what is the point of a level three? I haven't heard of that before. Yeah. But um, I think having the multi-level chains mm -hmm. for for one platform is really beneficial, I think, for most of the users because some some users are looking for like fast validation for their use use cases, such as like mm -hmm. NFT minting or airdropping yeah. or stuff like that. And then and then I I don't see any reason having multiple layer one chains because that's nonsense i guess at some point mm -hmm. because like we don't need so many internets 
right? True. That's true. There's so just we, one. We, need, we just need one internet, and then, uh, and then having the multiple network inside of one internet will be really useful. Mm. So I, I don't. I'm not saying like root chain will has to be Ethereum mm -hmm. forever, but having the notion of multi-level chains is always good. I think. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Definitely, I think so. Um, surprisingly easy to use now. Now that these projects have been around for a little while. It doesn't necessarily feel that different from using Ethereum, you know, a couple of years ago. Actually, I would say in a lot of cases it feels better because it's it's a little bit faster. Transactions take shorter to confirm, um, and also, of course, the sophistication level of DApps has increased a lot. So, yeah. So it's definitely a nice experience. Although I will say it's interesting you say that there's only one internet, but if you do think about it, there are pieces of the internet that are siloed away from each other with kind of quote unquote bridges. Right. If you think about countries like China. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. Or even um like South Korea. I think Japan as well. There's certain sites that will only let you access from within that country for whatever reason, yeah. Oh, yeah. right? Um, I guess we won't get into the reasons, but, but there are pieces of the internet that are kind of siloed off from each other. Mm -hmm. And so, so I guess there's a little bit of a use case, but for the most part, you're right, that there is just that one internet that we all use. But will it be Ethereum? I don't know. I mean, the, the transition of Ethereum to proof of stake Recently, the EU had a vote whether or not they were going to ban proof of work, which I thought was kind of crazy. Yeah. But that vote failed. Um, I'm, I'm, I do worry about that transition to proof of stake quite a mm. bit, just yeah. because there's a lot of economic things about how the participants are kind of locked in. Yep. I think with proof of work, you have to constantly be reinvesting into mining, right? You always need to buy new equipment for better or for worse. I'm not saying that's good or bad, but it does change the economic incentives. It makes it more trivial, I think, for new people to come in um, because they could just buy hardware versus having to acquire some sort of crypto asset. So I don't know. I, I don't know if it's been fully realized what that transition will mean. Right. And of course, Bitcoin maximalists are very amused, I suppose, by the, <laughs> the, the timeline and the attempts to, to bring about either ETH 2.0 or staking, whatever you want to call it. So, yeah. yeah. Um, but Bitcoin, you know, Still alive and well, I think still the the number one asset in terms of yeah. most people's uh, perspective. But it's hard to say, you know, what chain will reign supreme? What if there will? Well, let me ask you this, Kazuaki. 
does Ethereum and Bitcoin continue to coexist? Because they're both level ones. Oh, yeah. I think so. You think so? I think so. Be- because um, it, it's not my genuine idea, but a lot of people saying, like, people use Bitcoin for digital assets, right? Storing assets. And then for yeah. Ethereum, that's for more application layer, which is like, Using integrating with the smart contract or like uh, token exchange, so mm-hmm. I think in that way, Bitcoin and Ethereum can coexist. And I sure. heard, I, I heard um, some people were suggesting why why Bitcoin cannot transition to transit to uh, proof of stake, and a lot of people saying. It's not Bitcoin if they move to proof of stake. Yeah, and, um, <laughs> that's true. So, <laughs> I'll, I'll definitely agree with that. That's what makes Bitcoin Bitcoin. Oh yeah, like is the, Bitcoin is has the to fact be... that it destroys the environment. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, stick with the Nakamoto, Nakamoto consensus, and then yeah. if it's not uh, energy efficient, we need to find out the. The, the efficient way to produce energy, not not to sacrifice sacrificing uh, the consensus algorithm on the Bitcoin itself. Wow, that's a really interesting point. So yeah. you say that Bitcoin, because it consumes so much energy, should be incentivizing humanity essentially yeah. in finding yeah. cleaner energy sources. Mm-hmm. So, like, rather than trying to pull back. Exactly. So why don't we set up the mining farm right next to the waterfall or something? Yeah. 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 I think they do that with geothermal already. I know there's that company that's like in Iceland or somewhere. Um, I don't know exactly what they're doing, but, um, (laughs) but I've heard, I've heard of such things. And of course, like, um, Bitcoin miners always go to where energy is the cheapest. Yep. Uh, so places like rural Washington in the United States, I've heard. Um, of course, places like uh, where, like Afghanistan and things like yeah. that, right? So, huh. oh, that's a very nice um, sentiment. I like that a lot. Yeah, it's an interesting yeah. way to look at the problem. Mm-hmm. Mm. So, yeah. so in that way, like Bitcoin maximalists are write about their, their philosophies and also yeah. like pushing pushing the limits for uh energy company yeah they're actually environmentalists yeah yeah <laughs> yeah and then if, uh. if they they fork bitcoin and then create energy efficient chain or proof of stake chain it's it, it has to be called bitcoin echo or bitcoin green it's not pure yeah. Bitcoin anymore. Yeah, I don't know how you would ever get to people to stop mining right. actual original Bitcoin. Yeah. Basically impossible at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, even even if countries start banning it, people are just going to go to other oh, countries. Yeah. So mm-hmm. and there's a lot of ways to um, kind of hide, mix, obfuscate your transactions. So even if they ban just transacting in it, I think that wouldn't stop it. So, 
But I will say, I don't really use Bitcoin. I don't really use the Bitcoin blockchain anymore. If I want to trade Bitcoin, I'm doing it on Ethereum. Mm. Or I'm doing it on Phantom or some other chain. Right. With wrapped Bitcoin. Wrapped Bitcoin, right? Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> I honestly don't know what the point of Bitcoin, the chain itself is at this right. point, if, if most that, of the true. transaction volume is happening on other chains. I don't know that's if that's true. actually true. If, that's if true. the transaction volume is happening on other mm. chains. But that's the way I've been using it. Just because mm. it's easier to work with and I can do more interesting things with it. And I'm not that... I mean, you have things like Lightning Network and other, other people trying to do cool things with Bitcoin on the Bitcoin chain, but the quote-unquote cool things that they're doing, I'm really not that interested in. You know? Yeah, it's true. I want to do DeFi. That's true. Yeah. A lot of people are excited about like Lightning Network or some other stuff, cool cool stuff happening on the Bitcoin, but um, I personally haven't, haven't touched yet. So yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Is there DeFi on Bitcoin? Well, if you're listening to this and you're a Bitcoin DeFi user, let us know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I want to know, really. Yeah. I mean, what would you pair it with? Counterparty? <laughs> That's the only other chain that I know of on Bitcoin. Right. I'm sure there are many others. Um, yeah. But I mean, Lightning Network is an evolution of kind of state channel technology, right? Mm -hmm. So yeah. really useful as a payment platform. But I don't think people at this point in time Payments is not really the use case for crypto. Mm -hmm. So, um, so do we need that? And what is it being used for? You know, right, right. What is what is the ideal use case? I think five years, four four or five years on from the idea of state channels and um, scaling solutions like that, the use cases have changed. And people want it to be more programmable. Right. We want DEXs. We want DeFi. Mm -hmm. So So it's really interesting um, to see where the other chains have gone outside of Bitcoin and see where Bitcoin's actually being used. Hmm. But that proof of work, I think, is so important. So oh yeah. It'll it'll be around forever, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hopefully. I know. Do, uh, do, have Have you heard any new consensus algorithm lately? Remember, like 2017 or 18, mm -hmm. a lot of people uh, came up with a new idea or proof of XXX. Yeah, on their white papers. But uh, I think a lot of yeah. like, I, those ideas died out lately. They sure did. Yeah. They sure did. Um, you know what? The one that comes to mind is Saya. Okay. See ya. Um, but act, that that was a uh, like I think one of the first like hard drive storage. You oh know, yeah, 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 yeah. Kind of things. Saya coin. Yeah. That project. Yeah, or Saya coin. Yeah. Yeah, but there was uh, another yeah, yeah. one that came out a few years ago that I think was much more hyped. What was that one called? Filecoin. 
Not file. There, there's a newer file? version of okay. Filecoin. Uh, what is it called? Chi- Chia? Oh, yeah, oh, yeah. I just remember people were, were blaming it for driving up the prices of hard drives. Hmm. Do you know what I'm talking about? What? Yeah, yeah, it's Chia. It's Chia. Yeah. Chia, Chia coin. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to pronounce it. Like Chia Pet. Yeah. Do you know what Chia Pet is? Mm-hmm. What is that? It's a it's a clay figure of a sheep or horse or someone's head or something like that that you <laughs> it's like an American goofy product that you okay. put um chia seeds on and then you water it and it grows hair, like it grows wool for mm. the sheep or hair mm. on the head. It's really stupid. You'll have to look it up. Oh okay. Chia, chia pet. pet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so th- so this this cryptocurrency is also called Chia. <laughs> okay, and their their uh, consensus algorithm is proof of space and time. Whoa! Yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard that. I think uh, <laughs> I heard that because like they they integrate some kind of uh, zero knowledge proofs on the system. Oh, interesting. Yeah, interesting. Because um, I had one of the developer from. Uh, uh, Zcash moved to the Chia coin and they integrate. Wow, ZK at some point. I guess it was created by the guy who created BitTorrent. Mm-hmm. So that's that's exciting. Obviously, BitTorrent was a revolutionary, yeah, whatever, whatever you call that, revolutionary. <laughs> file sharing mm-hmm. platform peer-to-peer. um yeah peer to peer that's a nicer way to put it yeah. um but it, of course the price is very low compared to the all time high right now the price is at $67 i guess at one point it had spiked at $1500 so hmm. down 96% i like those yeah. odds though that's the yeah. time to buy right when it's yeah. down 96 <laughs> uh maybe not financial yeah. advice of course but um but that's an that's an interesting one i had heard a lot about that it's a smart contract platform i don't i don't think it's evm compatible though right mm. are people using it are people yeah. are there apps I, out I, for it? i don't know we'll have to do some more research i think yeah i heard one of my friends were running a node for Chia Network, so I might have to yeah. ask them. Yeah. yeah. I think you only need a couple terabytes of disk space to run mm-hmm. the node, which is mm-hmm. why people really like it. Yep. Because uh, it's kind of a sunk cost. That's not the term. But you can, it's like a one-time <laughs> cost of buying the hard drive space, yeah, and then yeah. the electricity cost is relatively low. Um. So I think people like that. So what do you think of that? I mean, that's an interesting. That's interesting. Instead of using energy, you you use the time it takes to write to the disk mm-hmm. and the disk storage space as a proxy. So yeah. more environmentally friendly, I suppose. Mm-hmm. Of course, you have to manufacture hard drives and things like that. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Yeah. Yeah. That's probably a good one to take a look at. Mm-hmm. 
Um, but there's, I, yeah, there's just so, there's so much out there, of course, and there's so little time to check it all out. Yeah. Um, I mentioned earlier that I was taking a look at Liquid Driver, and I finally figured out what the point is of Liquid Driver, so to speak. Yeah. On its face, it looks like just another kind of vampire attack platform right mm. where it's like a yield farm with higher yields but you're being paid in their native token and yeah. so the the concern there is always that you know this yield farm is getting a usable token from another project that's highly respectable with a lot more history and they're going to take that and in return they're going to give you their useless token essentially that has no mm. history mm. um so Liquid Driver does do that in a sense in that you could deposit your spooky spirit, Beethoven, whatever LP tokens. They'll take your boo and your spirit and they'll give you their LQDR. But they've done something really interesting, which is that they've, and this is why it's called Liquid Driver, I assume, is that they've come up with a protocol that allows you to liquid dies i suppose liquidate liquidate's not like the right word but anyway they have liquid versions of the locked tokens so they have a liquid version of in spirit which is the spirit swap vote escrowed token they have liquid version of um the what do you call it their own token now Yep. So, so you can you can lock the LQDR token and get this XLQDR, which gives you platform fees and and governance and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and now that you can make liquid. Uh, they also have LIHND. So for hundred dot finance, they have a liquid wrapped version of VEHND. So that's kind of a cool idea. Uh, and and basically what they do is they have a contract that will lock your token, whatever the native token is, Spirit or HND, and they lock it for a long time. But of course, with all these projects, there's a linear unlock. So so as soon as you lock your tokens, they start unlocking linearly over that mm. two-year or four-year period. Um, so their contract is it's almost like a like a yield aggregator like Reaper.farm. But for locking, mm. where it's constantly relocking what becomes unlocked, um, and in return for depositing your vote escrow tokens into this contract, they give you a token. Um, you know, liquid in spirit or liquid vehnd. So, quite a cool idea to allow people to trade. Um, liquid versions of locked assets, which I think was kind of the idea behind the solid exchange. Um, I think we're, we're going to be seeing a lot more of this concept. Um, but for me, I had heard that Beethoven was considering going to a locked type of protocol, which honestly terrified me. But I think what they're going to be doing is working with someone like Liquid Driver to make it so that the lock tokens are still liquid, which I think is is quite nice. Yeah, and also like LQDR price is 
pretty good compared to the their uh, compared to you know like other like native talking price I guess yeah I think so too um you know the phantom network as a whole has been kind of in a downtrend mm-hmm. but when I watch you know all of the the projects price go up and down seems like liquid driver always bounces back they seem to have a really yeah. strong community um mm-hmm. and a lot of people who still want to buy more so yep. it's pretty interesting it does have an anonymous developer mm. by the way yeah it does um, it does yeah some guy wow. named dr liquid <laughs> awesome <laughs> awesome yeah so that makes you more bullish right yeah yeah if the developer is anonymous, did did he speak where where this liquid driver idea came from, or mm. did, did, I don't did, know. Obviously, liquid driver is not a fork of anything, right? It's not what it fork of any project on the Ethereum, or I don't think so. I think it's right? an original idea. Yeah. yeah, it's it's pretty cool idea. I guess it's similar to. Convex, no, not really, though. I don't know. You know, I mean, I mean, um, Spirit and and you know, 100, they're taking some ideas, I think, from Curve when it comes Mm -hmm. to the locking. Um, and so you could say it's kind of like Convex, but I think it's an original code base. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. Well, I guess you could just take a look, right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Take a look at the docs. Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, and that's something I would encourage everyone to do. And I don't yeah. think it's that hard to do. You know, just go to the a lot of sites use Gitbook. Um, yep. You know, just go to the docs and see if you can find the contract addresses. You know. Right. Usually the top page. Usually. Okay. They have a repo uh, called Liquid Driver Contracts. So if you take a look at that. Um, well, they have a MasterChef contract. Uh, there's a time lock. There's a multi call, but they don't have those listed. Hmm. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah, look, I mean, they definitely have some. Well, I would say it looks like pretty original looking contracts. Yeah. Obviously, they're using MasterChef, but um, hmm. and they've got a BEP twenty contract for LQDR, which I believe is a basic governance. Token protocol. Yeah. Um, hmm. But yeah, it's all open source, of course. Right. And um, the time lock contract came from uh, Compound. Okay. Yeah. Hmm. Wow. So yeah, I mean, in any event, I, I think, I think. 
where the real innovation comes from is this like Lin Spirit LIHND tokens, um, making locked assets liquid. I'd like to hmm. see more of that because I I I think Curve is quite good. Um, you know, it's one of the original kind of yield farming platforms. Yeah. Um, but it does have the locking. And if you want to get the full yield, you need, you do need to lock curve tokens. And so I would I would love to see more liquid versions of that. Mm. Um, I guess the only problem is that you can't a lot of times you would want to buy these tokens so that you could yield farm, you can maximize your own yields when farming. Because uh, that on on all of these platforms, hundred finance, spirit swap. Curve. If you lock tokens, you get an APR boost on your yields, right? Yeah. Um, but if you use the liquid versions of that, you can't do it. So it's kind of made for a different audience in that respect, right? It's it's made for people who are bullish on the future usage of the platform, but aren't necessarily wanting to use the platform themselves. Which is a bummer. Because I yeah. want to use the platform. Mm. That's true. Um I like stable coins, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's where I'm at. Hmm. Um. Anyway, I mean that's what I've been looking at this week, trying to learn more about the projects like Liquid Driver and other stuff on Phantom, trying to figure out what the point of them is, why people like them. Um, but of course, I <laughs> only really started looking at it when I decided that I was going to get a bunch of free. Liquid driver tokens for uh, voting for their bribe on Beto right. next. So totally, totally driven by greed here. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that's what I've been checking out this week. Um, still looking at MEV stuff. Have you seen anything cool happening with MEV? Um, I know I sent you some code. Yeah. To take a look at the. Uh, um, yeah, there, there's a one. There, there was arbitrage one. stuff. Yeah, sample arbitrage code using a uh, one inch, like I mentioned earlier. Oh, so, okay, cool. Yeah, uh, I try to run that code on my local machine, and then um, because it's a, it's a, it's a try to do that code, try to do the arbitrage on the Ethereum, and then uh, obviously those those DEXs are well liquidated. I mean, uh, they have like a lot of liquidity on the yeah. Ethereum, so there there would be no chance to do the arbitrage. Mm. But uh, try try to migrate into some other chains. That's why, like, I ask you if there are any uh, oh. services like One Inch. Yeah. yeah. I see. I see. Well, that makes sense. Yeah. That's why you were asking about that. Yeah. Is it because people use platforms like One Inch that that there really isn't a lot of arbitrage on Ethereum and people have to go deeper for more <laughs> malicious forms of MEV? Yeah. yeah, yeah. So it's good and bad. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Um. So another thing about the other chains is that, and I'm sure we'll talk more about this in the future, is that there's maybe less MEV happening on the other chains, so you don't have to be as careful, quote-unquote. Mm -hmm. um, 
but maybe that's not true and we just don't know about it and there right, are sandwich right. attacks happening all over the place on phantom and yeah. finance and other places so yeah. Yeah. so I, I just don't know um but ethereum seems to be where a lot of the action is happening hmm. um mm, mm, mm. And we'll have to find out where what other chains one inch is on. I'm sure they have plans to go to other chains. Right. It's not level right. twos at least, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, Avalanche or yep. Optimism or or Polygon or something like mm-hmm. that. So um yeah, anyway. Well, cool. Yeah. Uh well, folks, I think maybe that will wrap it for the first episode of the podcast yeah uh, i don't know if it's so much of a podcast that's just a recording of of our weekly call but um <laughs> if you enjoyed it let us know and we don't even know what the name of this is yet but yeah yeah we need to um, find out the name we need to figure out the name yeah but yeah. <laughs> if you enjoyed stay tuned next week for another episode of whatever this podcast is called um yeah thanks everybody thank you